guys, welcome back to Oh Bravo, the podcast. You're here with Cece, which I'm calling myself. <laughs> New nickname, it's For Cece, and I guess I'm um, KK. Yes. <laughs> it's me, KK, Kendall, Cece. and Cece, Shanti, aka Chantel. <laughs> For that new nickname, I'm sorry. It is Kendall and Chantel, and we're here with episode 13. I can't believe it's like already up to 13. No, it's episode 14. Yes. <laughs> we're up to episode 14. It's super exciting. Yeah, we did 13 last week. So Shang's CC is one episode behind. (laughs) We're super excited for episode 14. We've got a really great episode in store for you. We're about to start off with the Real Houses of Beverly Hills reunion part one recap. I can't believe there's three parts. Like, do we have that much to talk about? I know. I also can't believe that like the episode, like the whole season was done in like 16 episodes. That's crazy. So we've got, we're going to start out with BH um, reunion part one recap. Then we're going to go into the new episode of Potomac where they go to the lake house. We'll do that recap. And then we're going to do a quick recap at the end of Below Deck Med and go into our games. And last week we did Roni. So y'all should be happy that that's covered. Yeah. Kenny and I just thought there's not enough. Like tell us, let us know if you think we're like totally wrong, but like, is there nothing to recap about Roni, it's like all stuff we already know. We can only do so much as well. Like, it's like, how much of us talking do you guys want to listen to? I know ideally no. you would have 24 hours of content all day, every day, totally. but we just can't sustainably do that. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, okay, but before we jump into um, uh, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about a few points of Bravo news this week. Yes. Firstly, Lala, Kent, and Randall Emmett are with child and oh, having a baby. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. The future of Vanderpump Rules is fucked as we know it. Yeah. See, I didn't even think of that. And then you text me. Kendall texts me being like, oh, my God, Vanderpump is definitely done now. Vanderpump Rules. And I was like, totally. But it's like, what are we going to watch? It's like we've got the Toms, Garyon and Katie, which we, like, love. But it's like, that's not a show. That no. That's not a show make. We've got no Kristen. No Stassi and Bo, no Lala and Randall if they're pregnant. Like, I don't want to watch Lala and Randall walk around waddling. And What about Shishi? Shishi's boring. No, though. I know. I feel like we get enough <laughs> with the vlogs. I'm like, that is enough for like, me. Like, it's like, I don't want to watch a show that's just Shishi, the Toms and Ariana and Katie. True. True. And then some new people. What do you reckon they're going to call it? Like, Baba? The oh oh <laughs> Lala and Baba or maybe it's like what Lala is like a telly tubby name maybe she'll be like Po yeah Dipsy <laughs> Whipsy Lipsy <laughs> Whipsy Lipsy <laughs> because like she's a... got fake lips ah does she mm, of course she does I'm so bad with people guys I'm so bad with like. Brandy Glanville is the only one I can tell that's had worked on. I'm the best judge of lips. Like, every time I walk around the office even, like, I'm like, she's had her lips done. She's had her lips done. Like, I can tell, like, from a mile away. I think I'm good with noses. I'm like, that's not real cartilage. Oh. You dick. It's a beautiful nose. You fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, moving <laughs> Your on. Your nose is terrific. Anyway, so, yeah, Lala and Randall are pregnant. They announced it on their – they did, like, a little clip of one of their podcasts. It was sweet. They seem super excited. Yeah, I'm Again, I'm like, wow, it seems like a real trend of celebs these days to be having babies before they're married. Yeah, but COVID will do that to you. I mean, we got, like – um Gigi Hadid's having a baby. That's Stassi, true. Stassi, Lala – um. I don't know. I feel like there's just, it seems more common to me in the celeb world that these people have babies before they get married, yeah. which is fine. I'm totally for it, but it's just. Well, you know. I mean, Lala was supposed to be getting married this year, right? And so was Darcy. So exactly. I guess, it, but it's like Gigi and then 
Kylie Jenner, you know? (laughs) These are like a select people that I'm choosing, but I just feel like it's becoming more of a trend. I know. Well, if you've got money, you can have a baby. I'd have a baby if I had money. Nah, I wouldn't. I'd get get more dogs. I'd get more dogs. (laughs) You could travel the fucking world if you had money. Not in COVID, but like, why would you decide to have a baby? Yeah. Boring. Not now. Okay, guys, we're going to kick off to Beverly Hills to recap part one of the reunion. And I just kind of had a moment when we were watching this reunion before I kick off to say, like, I feel like Bravo have bloody aced, like, COVID reunions. Like, the snaps, yeah. the, like, the, like, I felt like, um, what was the first one we saw? Was it Summer, Summer House? House? Yeah, it, it was, was really, really bad. Really bad. And maybe they saw all the bad feedback, but I feel like now producers well, are really... I think that probably the budget between Summer House and Real Houses and Burley Hills is, like, night and day. Like, they probably True. were like, hey, guys, Summer House, like, please set up your selfie cams. Um, wear something nice, be in a well-lit area, go. <laughs> and then with BH, at least they were like, everyone needs hair and makeup, outfitting. We're still going to send a few crew members to set up the lighting. We're still going to give you legit cameras. We just won't like be in there with you in the moment. Please sit down in the following times and we have your care. Like, like the audio quality, I would say, the video quality, audio quality was amazing. Yeah, Way agreed. better than the Roni um, at-home confessionals. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed like they somehow figured out how to get their shit together for yeah. this. So like it was I thought overall Zoom reunion it was incredible and we had little little Andy in some sort of bedroom which maybe his son I don't know if it was his bedroom there was like a little high heel in the background a lot of like mm-hmm. red polka dot bedding like I just didn't picture that to be Andy Andy Cohen's I think there were awards like he's won an award. I don't know. That's my take on it. But yeah, it was like he was there in the center and like it was a bit different to the watch watch what happens live background that he's been rocking for a few other ones. Yeah. Like his study mm. or whatever. We note these things, we note these things down. I love what Carcel was wearing. It was kind of like a big bird extravaganza. It was like this she said it was by this black designer. It was really cool. And it was like a bright yellow with like a bit of feather action. Yeah. A bit of um what did she call it? Um, flapper. Yes, flapper. Inspiration. Glam. And yeah. then all her jewelry, she's wearing like a beautiful headpiece, was from Asa Designs, which is the beautiful ex Shahs of Sunset member. Asa, I don't remember her last name. But like, I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. Like a nice little crossover that she was wearing Asa's. Me too. I mean, I've never shit. watched it, but I love that. I love that as well. I just love people that bring it to reunions because it's like your one chance same like she wasn't she wasn't safe which i think was good and she looked great like i think that that color really suited her skin we had teddy with her pink hair to be honest i really enjoyed the pink i know i didn't as much but now like i don't the thing is i think when she was wearing the reunion it's all glammed up it looks beautiful but, but just she, everyday life would everyday be Everyday life, it looks a bit cheap and ratty. But I guess, like, we have this girl at work that's been having pink hair, like, in, like, a beautiful pastel pink. And I've just been so inspired, like, every single day that she yeah. wears it that I'm like, fuck, I want to dye my hair a weird color. So I'm like, I get it, Teddy. Like, do your thing. Yeah, it's COVID times. People are experimenting. Yeah, you can't really judge. Like, this isn't, no. like, regular. Do your thing. And then we had Kyle, who was kind of rocking this, like, really puffy hairdo. Yeah, it was like someone took a teasing brush to the front of her hair and just teased the fuck out of it for hours. Yeah. And then they were like, pulled it back, gave it a little zhuzh, and they were like, you're done, you're good, put her in a fucking cobalt blue gown. It reminds me of something Gorge. I would have worn when I was really little and would have been like, I love it, mummy, and mummy did my hair, and then I yeah. look back in photos, I'm like, mummy, how dare you let me Mummy, I look disgusting. Yes, yeah, so Kyle wasn't looking so great. I think Erica looked amazing. She's wearing some sort of white 
white outfit with like a short blunt blonde straight haircut like I thought it was just like classic and amazing um I would say that Dorit's hair looked horrific it looked like she was like a little German girl (laughs) like she a milkmaid she was a little you know yes. like she's about to put the schnitzel in her little bag and go to the grandma's house i feel like she's running out of ideas though she's done so many crazy plots and like then yeah. she's on the short the long like what she has to go cray yeah but it was it was a cray in a way because i feel like she's done cray where i'm like yes yeah fashion fashion but yeah, this time true. i was like yes yes lederhosen lederhosen <laughs> where is the pretzels <laughs> Like, it was just these little tiny, like, round plaits in her hair. I just wasn't a huge fan. And then Lisa Rinna, again, she rocked another wig. And I wish her hair was like this all the time. Like, I thought it was really gorge. She called her alter ego June. Joan Crawford. Gorge. She looked great. I thought she was wearing, like, a gold thing. It wasn't anything crazy for Lisa. Like, it was the looks we've seen before. But, like, good for her glam. Knowing how she knows herself, what works, what doesn't. Okay, so we basically start off with, because um, obviously we know reunions, they do kind of little recaps, we revisit some of our issues from the past, we start off with um, the whole issue between Kyle and Garcelle, we kind of bring up, Andy starts talking about, you know, the fact that Garcelle said on an episode of Watch What Happens Live that he was like, who did, who was the least welcoming, she mentioned Kyle, I think that Garcelle also seemingly shaded Kyle a lot in um, confessionals and things like that. And Kyle, I remember, I remember reading about it as the episodes were airing that Kyle was like quite surprised that all of this is coming out about her and Garcelle. I feel like I was like, as a viewer, surprised. Like I felt like I almost like did they edit scenes out? Garcelle, I remember saying at Erica's party where they had that psychic, she was saying. Um, you know, you look past me and stuff. And then they did flashbacks. And it's like, Garcelle and Kyle had had lots of fun at parties. Like, Kyle, there's, like, yeah. a vision... There's, like, a flashback vision of um Kyle, like, going under Garcelle's, like, fluffy skirt and being funny at a party. Like, I just, like... I, I felt like we didn't see something happen. Yeah, it seems like they had a great connection. And it didn't seem like Kyle was being the kind of person that Garcelle was, like, painting her out to be. So it was a bit surprising. And Kyle did say that. She was like, I was blindsided. Like, every time we hung out... Like, it seemed like we were having a great time. And Garcelle, to be fair, she did say that when she was doing the Watch What Happens Live episode, she had had a big drink. She's a bit nervous. And, like, that was the only person that she could think of. But it's like, no, it doesn't really make sense because Garcelle's been kind of shading Kyle the whole time. Like, Yeah, if, if that had been a one-off, I would have been like, love it, that's funny. I would also do that, just think of one person and just say their name. But, yeah. I feel for Kyle because it wasn't really obvious in the everyday conversations that Garcelle felt that way about Kyle. Yeah, and then Garcelle tried to blame it on, like, the tweets that Kyle had put out about her. But I was like, no, the tweets were in direct reaction to the way that you talked about her on camera. Like, I don't think ever throughout the actual season did Kyle shade Garcelle once. Like, I felt like Kyle actually really liked her and vibed with her. I was like, you should see how Kyle treated, like, some people back in season three, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. Remember Carlton? Yeah, not pretty. Not pretty at all. But it's like, I I personally, I'm team Kyle in this situation. I think it was a blindsided situation. I don't think that Kyle probably needed to bring up this weird situation where she claims that Garcelle's um, charity money didn't come through. That was bitchy. That was a bit odd because it's like implying that she's like a liar. Like she, so Kyle basically was like, oh, you know, like you never, um, I checked my accounts and stuff and the money you pledged at my black and white charity event never came through, which was just a bit like, 
It's Couldn't just, you have that conversation in private, like not? That's what they call character assassination, you know? Like it's just, yeah. just if it's that big a deal, just bring it up before. Yeah. And it was interesting because Garcelle was like, oh, Kyle, you know, um, I was I was mad at you because of all the things you said on me on tweets. And Kyle was like, well, we're supposed to tweet during the season. Yeah, that was interesting. Like I've never seen them air a comment about how they're supposed to react to things on social media as the season's airing. Like, what That's did you so make true. of that? That's so true. I didn't, like, I noticed it, but I didn't really think about it. But now that you say that, that's interesting they didn't beat that out. I guess they know, like, fans are becoming smarter and maybe that's why this season in all of the shows they've been showing more fourth wall stuff, right? Well, Don't fans need to see, I think, they were aware that they're all real people quote-unquote in our minds so as we're watching it we expect to see them have real-time reactions as well so I think maybe they are encouraged probably by production to be like as you're watching the episodes if something annoys you tweet say something tweet about it comment on something like don't be afraid of telling the fans how you're feeling as you go because that becomes news as the season goes along like it's like in those reality blurb and stuff they're like oh you know Kyle Richards puts out a tweet that says that you know, I don't know, people are... Well, what do you think of, um, we'll just wrap up quickly, but what do you think of, um, you know, how, yeah, Garcelle said someone told me that that's what you do and no one admitted to it. Who do you think it was? Denise? Oh, that warned her, warned Garcelle about Kyle and the way that she acts. Um, look, I want to say, okay, I think it was either one of the Ds. I think it was Denise or Dorit. Okay, yeah. I could see either one being like, Garcelle, like, love ya. Like, Kyle is potentially going to do X, Y, and Z with you. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you, does, who do you think? I reckon Denise. I just sort of Denise. Well, Denise hates Kyle. Like, yeah. and she's openly hated Kyle. So it's like. Yeah. Okay. And then we had, we had a beautiful um, sort of um, trip about Garcelle as the new housewife. Like, she is the first black housewife of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which yeah, is, really she cool. was saying, you know, this is amazing. It's amazing to be the first at anything. I was so surprised when they said that because, like, thinking about it, you don't think that we've never had a black Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, you just don't, I don't know. I never even really thought about it, but maybe I guess not. that. But maybe because we're white. We are bad. white. We have to check ourselves. We have to check ourselves. And we totally haven't had a black Real Housewife. And I think it's been totally refreshing and amazing to have a black Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We've obviously got them in other franchises, but I guess Beverly Hills has been very white yeah. in its cast. And it was interesting because Garcelle was saying, you know, there is an element of tiptoeing around because you know black lives matter is really important at the moment it's a hot topic oh it's really important all the time but it's it at the moment being very talked about in the press and she can understand that people don't want to get called out don't want to get called out they don't want their reputation to be on the line to say you know people are really scared of being called racist in this day and age and she was like you know she felt i think she was expressing that she felt a certain level of people not being comfortable calling her out in fear of being called a racist which i thought was interesting because it's like do we feel like housewives were tiptoeing a bit about Garcelle and her behavior because they were worried about being called racist? Because that's also not good. I just think it was more the fact that she was hardly ever around. And when she was, it wasn't, there wasn't anything she did. I just don't think she's that controversial a character as far as the women are concerned. There was no one she crossed. Like, honestly, the height of her scandals this season was calling Kyle out and saying, you look past me. 
Totally. And then I think maybe that time that she was like, oh, you know, Lisa Rinna, I heard you say this about your Broadway show when Erica was talking about it. Yeah, and when she brought up Lisa Rinna's daughters with the eating disorder and the dancing. I agree. I think it's like it didn't seem like a tiptoeing situation. It seems like they all just didn't even have an opinion about anything that she was saying. And I think that Kyle made it obvious that like when she did feel like thwarted by her, she made it clear that she felt that way and she didn't take race into consideration yeah so I thought but I thought overall like that was an interesting topic because it's and it's it's great because Garcelle's like so open about talking about um her experience as a black woman on the show and she was saying you know it's okay to have conversations with your friends where you're like do you want me to call you black or african-american like it's good to have those conversations where you're like how do you feel about you know do you think people are tiptoeing? Like, it's just, she was just, she seems like one of those people where it's like, let's cut the bullshit, let's talk about it, and then it'll be better when we talk about it. It seems like a healthy type of way to bring it up. Yeah. And she's going to be on The View. What? Yeah, have you heard? She's got a new gig. Good on Garcelle. She doesn't need this anymore. No, I think she'll be great. She's very, she's very blunt. I don't know if she needs it, to be honest, because I think she's kind of better than Housewives. Like, she's, she's got a very, like, Especially Beverly Hills. I think she'd do better on a different franchise. Like, these women are all very uptight and annoying and not very forward-speaking. Like, Potomac, like, with Robin should be, like... Her and Robin would get along so well. I feel like even on... um, Roni, she wouldn't fit in. I mean, Roni, I think she'd do better. Me too, better than Beverly. Because at least Roni, like, they have... They're kind of real. They're more blunt. Like, they can have these conversations where you're like, where'd you get your money from? And it's not like, oh, boy. Like, Garcelle just asks these questions. Like, oh, what's the sex like? Like, her and Bethany would get along like a house on fire in Roni. Like, I'm just like, there's... She's just one of those people that just does not fit in in BH because they're also, like, guarded about their lives. That she just can't relate. Too not real. Let's talk about I fucking found a vibrator in my drawer. (laughs) Okay, so then we do – Andy moves on. He's he's doing a little recap of Sutton. We've got Sutton finally on our screens. She's back. I fucking love her, I've got to say. I thought she was amazing this season. I think she makes an amazing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, I think she – I'm hoping she has a diamond come next season. I thought she was great. I think she did really well in the reunion too because we had um, Denise – sorry, not Denise, Sutton and um, Dorit kind of talk about the, you know – the the whole like let the mouse go scenario. Oh my god! And uh, kind of Sutton. Oh Sutton. Yes, Sorry, yes. I'm really bad with things. Sutton. Um, That's so, what Dorit says. Sutton. 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 And then Sutton. You said Sutton about. Uh, Sutton brings up Dorit calling her out in front of the group when she didn't have mm. to. When um Sutton apparently was like weird about her ex-boyfriend being an event we get it no i think it was like a makeup artist that like duped her yes. in a business deal okay that's that right. was gay i don't think it was her okay. boyfriend that's more cool <laughs> her ex-boyfriend no, no no like some business partner that went sour it seemed like but something that just said an off comment to Dorit. we all remember it yeah and i'm gonna I, freak I just, out what's happening i love that something called Dorit out on it and was like no you're a bitch like if you really cared if you, about lisa renner's daughters you would have brought it up back at the event if it was, you know? Yeah. And they also bring up, you know, how Sutton went to that dinner at Kyle's house and she she said that Teddy was boring and the whole audience obviously cheered. 
with hysterical applause because we were all like, we'll die. You read her like a fucking book. Like, and yeah, oh my God, she's pregnant. We all thought the exact same thing. We were like, fuck, at least last season she got fucked up that one time in Provence. But it was always just funny. Like, she's just making fun of the situation. Yeah, and it was just like, I think that Teddy took it a bit too seriously. Sutton doesn't seem like she had bad intentions about it. She already apologized about it. And it was cute because Kyle, I think, does a good Sutton impression. Like, she was like, well, I don't think that... We should talk about this at dinner. Love it. That and was I was like, good. I love a good Southern Belle, especially on Beverly Hill, you know. <laughs> okay, then we had Denise. Um, the whole Denise drama, I feel like we're building up to it. I knew, like, we couldn't hit three some level yet because mm. there's two more episodes to go. But we knew we were going to hit the whole, like, um, drama about how she got angry at everyone for bringing up the word threesomes in the beginning around her kids at the barbecue yeah and this was a whole kind of like whole event for like the first half of the season I would say and she kind of got angry at Erica single-handedly first and then later all the rest of the ladies and I think everyone just didn't quite get it because it's it's just not what she was last season yeah I think that Andy's kind of pointing out the hypocrisy no, no. The hypocrisy of the fact that Denise last season was so open about her sexuality. Yeah. She was talking about Aaron's big dick. Every second. She was talking about the fact that she wanted happy endings. And then all of a sudden this season, it seemed like something switched. She was worried about her reputation. And when they started talking about threesomes in front of her kids, kind of, she was really offended. But it was interesting because I don't remember seeing the flashback where they showed her referring to Aaron's big dick again at that actual dinner. Like, so she actually herself wasn't being completely PC around the children either. So it was, it was interesting. I think the producers are really setting up. I don't understand how people can be team Denise because I'm being really set up to believe that she's just being a hypocrite. Well, everyone online is really team Denise and I don't get it, guys. Like, you suck. Like, it's so not... Like, how can you You've got to explain Denise? it to us because it's so confusing because she's obviously lying. Like, why? I mean, I get it that the that the other women are harping on this, but, like, that's their job. Like, it's your job to call out people. It's your job to make sure people tell the truth on this show. And, like, she's just not. So, like, obviously they're harping on it because they're waiting for her to come clean about something but she's not and everyone has to admit like denise like whether or not you think it's a big deal like i actually don't like whatever the deal is but it's it's getting bigger than big and i think that like i agree with um lisa renna and erica when they talk about the fact that you know denise is like oh my kids don't watch the show they've never seen that and i'm like that's fucking bullshit you're being she is being yeah. naive to think that her kids have never even YouTubed a single clip of Real Housewives. She's like, my kids don't like watching themselves on TV. And it's like, well... Everyone likes watching their They on say TV that, but if you're going to do a scene with your mom at a fucking cafe talking about stuff, wouldn't you want to... Wouldn't you be curious enough to see what they aired? Like, I just... And the fact that Sammy... Sammy's name was mentioned like 800 times this season. I, I was like, who is Sammy? Wouldn't you want to be aware of what was going on. So, like, I just find it really hard to believe. I'm with the other woman that the, these young people that are teenagers that happen to be Denise Richards' children, like, don't have the wherewithal to Google these things and find out and maybe not tell their mom. Like, also, that's something. Your dad's Charlie Sheen. Do you think Charlie Sheen watches this and is like, oh, my goodness. I think he's high all the time. Yeah, true. He's so out of it. I feel like he's like, good. Yeah. And she's like, I'm a housewife. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I have no idea what he's doing now. 
God bless yeah. you, Charlie Sheen. I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought this was a whole interesting conversation. Like, Dorit backed Denise again. I was kind of like, Dorit, what the fuck does Denise have on you? Why are you being so what protective? I find that so weird. And then we have um, Erica, um, uh, Lisa Rinna accuses Denise of gaslighting Erica. Yeah, that Multiple was kind of Rinna's word of the episode, though. She was like, gaslighting. You're gaslighting, you're gaslighting, you're gaslighting. We had this whole conversation about how Denise accidentally, quote-unquote, liked a tweet which called out Lisa Rinna to get fired. And Denise, again, was like, oh, my God, it was an accident. I didn't even no. know I liked that tweet. I think a celebrity liking a comment is the most passag thing. It's like they can't say anything, but they like when they like something, they're obviously agreeing. You with don't the tweet. accidentally like comments no. as a celebrity. Like, you understand the impact that that has on, mm-hmm. especially like during a season, if it's a controversial tweet. Like, there's just no fucking way you'd be like, oops, I accidentally liked Press the button that. on one random tweet. So I feel like that was kind of where we left off, like, with the whole Denise thing. Like, next week, we're going to have to delve into it a bit more. We've got part two and part three coming up. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. But it seems like next week we'll get into the whole Denise situation a bit more. We'll see what's going on with the ladies and her relationship. Hopefully, we'll get some more answers. It seems like some people storm off. Yeah, some people, Denise Richards. Some people being Denise Malaviant Richards. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I feel like I knew the first episode wasn't going to get into the nitty gritty of like brandy, etc. Mm, yeah, always. So I'm like, that was the entree ready for main course. Yeah. So that was um episode one. Recap. We'll talk to you guys about Potomac in a hot minute. Okay, guys, so welcome back. We're going to chat through the latest episode of Real Houses of Potomac. So we start off, we've got beautiful slash not so beautiful Candace. She's probably my least favorite housewife. Me too. On screen at the moment, but like still amazing because I, yeah. I love to hate her. Same. She doesn't make me feel bad for hating her, and that is all I can ask for in a housewife. I know. So she, we start off with her. She's looking at houses. Obviously, she wants Chris to buy her that like five point five million dollar house, which he was like, "That's a lot." He was a bit like, "Oh, okay, Candace, that seems great," but like, and it's confusing to me because I don't know how I feel about Chris. Like, I think that he's nice, right? Like, he seems good enough like he does a good Mm. job at managing Candace but also like they're talking about having a child you know Candace was like yeah one day I want to have a little kid you know last episode she um was thinking that she maybe was pregnant and it's like this is all well and good but doesn't Chris have like three children with three different baby mamas and like he doesn't see any of them no because even that one son he was talking about around the wedding yeah like the one that was like 13 or something. Yeah, he didn't come to the wedding and there was no like reach out moment. It's just like, don't you feel like, I don't know, I just would be hesitant to have, this is really judgmental, but I feel like I'd be hesitant to have a child with someone who doesn't seem to be a good father at the moment. I know. Part of me would freak out being like, are you just going to leave when I have the children? But also maybe that's really dumb. Maybe he will not. You know, I don't know. I haven't lived enough. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. And we've got, so Candace is starting to talk. Obviously, Monique has invited everyone to her beautiful lake house. Candace, at this time, doesn't feel like she should go. She's having that beef with Monique, which I kind of disagree. 
I reckon Candace is was always going to go. She's just trying to be dramatic and make a scene out of nothing so she can talk about more herself. That's what I think. I know. She's like, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to like, go. Well, it's like, well, then why is your bag packed, bitch? Like, I just think <laughs> she's totally going to go. Exactly. And and it's like, well, when the fuck? You're not going to miss a cast trip. No. Where literally everyone else is what going. What are you going to go and do? You're just going to sit at home with Chris, like, when she doesn't even really have a job. No, she, she got doesn't. her hairline, I think, with her sister. Oh, oh yeah, then, like, she's got. Uh, okay, true. It's, it's all yeah. She's definitely always gonna go. And then we've got Robin. She's kind of we see her little packing up for the trip, and her kids are, like jumping all over her suitcase. And oh my god, they look like fucking teeny tiny ones. I feel like you and I fangirl so hard over Robin. We do, and Juan, and like everyone in her fam. Like we're just like that's oh so god. cool. But their children like look like just like. They're going to grow up and look exactly like one. I know you can't say that about kids, but like definitely going to be handsome in like 20 mm. years, you know, not okay. What we call sprouters in yes. Australia. Sprouts. If you're a sprouter, means that you're probably going to grow up to be attractive. <laughs> it's true. Did anyone call you a sprouter when you were a kid, Shantia? No. <laughs> I played the clarinet in the concert <laughs> band. I don't think I was a good looking kid. Well, she's good looking now. That's what counts in oh, life, you know. It's, <laughs> it's all about whether you're good looking now. I try. And um, we've got Karen. She keeps being a classic little woman. It's really funny to me because Karen, I feel like she's constantly talking this season about the fact that her and Ray need to work on their relationship, which Mm. is interesting to me because I'm like, it's always felt so private in the past. Like she's trying to protect it. Part of me thinks is like, is she doing this for a storyline? Like has, has she had a conversation with Ray to be like, hey, need something this season because like, what else is like they've done the whole like financial issues i know that wasn't their choice but like what is next she does seem to keep bringing it up on her own accord like people aren't asking she's just like yeah you know i love ray but we need to work on the communication piece and it's like whoa it's often like unprompted like she's like yeah i'm excited to go to lake house you know ray and i need work and you're like but also uh, she was like, oh, Ray. Like they were like, she was saying how like there's like a voiceover saying how bad it is of her and Ray's communications. But it's like they're trying to have a conversation on a like a call with really bad reception and Wi-Fi later on. You're like, no, like that's not yeah, your like, bad communication. It's horrible. Plus, everyone else is like equally struggling yeah. to contact their loved ones. And she's like, well, if we truly loved each other, the Wi-Fi connection would be better. Real lovers generate great signals. Oh, my God. And then, so we've got, so this is basically just little clips of everyone getting ready for the trip. Ashley's at home with little baby Dean, who's sleeping on Michael's shoulder. I say Michael <laughs> because it's like, ugh, I don't even want to think about him. Okay, he's always weird, but I feel like this um this scene where we saw him, he really creeped me out. Like, I literally kind of moved in my seat. I was like, you give me the heebie-jeebies. Oh my God, it's so weird. And you would think that after all this, like, feedback and backlash he's gotten on the show, over the years, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to be really, like, no. amicable on screen. But, like, he's still just like, nah, I'm just going to be whatever the fuck I want to be. I feel like he's – I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, he just kind of keeps pushing it. And the more he pushes it, the weirder he gets. It's like, what are you doing? Just say – like, just keep it straight. Like, he's, like, pretty much to Ashley who's getting ready to go on this girl's trip. He's like, well, you're obviously taking Dean because, mm. you know, I'm doing his accent. You know, Dean you needs know. to be with his mom. Um, yeah, and he's like three days away from your little babies a lot. Yeah, I can't They're take You're not used to being away from the little baby for no. that long. And, like, it's just 
Okay, even if you do believe it, the way he said it was just so unsupportive. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't even like, oh, are you sure? Like, you know, you can pump probably for a couple of yes. days. Like it was like with Wendy and her man, like, you know, I've got this, you go away with the girls, you deserve a little break. Like, I think there's plenty of mums probably of three month old kids that go away on business trips and stuff for like three days. Like, Yeah, and equally, if she wants to go away with him, that's her choice too. But like, it has to be, it's not michael pressuring her it was just a bit intense and i feel like well you could almost see that ashley with just wanted to cut the convo short in case he said anything she's like okay darling i know and it's just gross because ashley was like oh like you become an ass man like because you love my curvy ass after having a baby and um he was like no i've become an ashley man like i look at other people and i'm like oh they don't have what ashley has and it's like oh are you looking at men yeah, all the are you guys are men and trying to look at the twerking ability of men. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael! No wonder you're an ass man. Yeah, you don't like or something else, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so then we got Monique is at home getting ready with Chris. She's packing up T'Challa for the ride. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the previous 800 episodes, but I'm really scared of birds. I I think you should just every conversation you have have it as a disclaimer. Like birds are not birds cool. are fucking petrifying in Australia. We have these things called magpies. It's magpie season right now. I um will cross the street if one of them is on the sidewalk. You me. know what you have to do? Just look at them or wear a silver foil hat, <laughs> which you wouldn't do. Oh my God, thank God I have one in my backpack at all given times. Shiny stuff. Or maybe they like shiny stuff. I don't know. This is conflicting messaging. You will either get really attacked with this strategy (laughs) or be fine. I just feel like they're flappy, flappy wings. Like it just freaks the fuck out of me. Like you don't know where they're going to go at any given time. They could run at you on the ground. They could fly at you in the air. They're not your friends. You, there's just so many ways that you could be attacked. You know. So I'm not a fan of the fact that Monique is bringing T'Challa. I would recommend that she should leave T'Challa at home. But Same, but I think we're getting the vibe T'Challa and Monique are very joined at the wing. Oh, You nice. know, yeah. You are the wind beneath my wings. He really is. Like, she's obsessed with him. And she I feel does. like her husband was like, Okay, but you take to chill on. You know? He's like, oh, don't get that bird. No, no, it's your job. I, I can't even <laughs> remotely hit the octave that Chris speaks at. <laughs> okay, so then we have um, a really active wear Giselle. Yes. She's wearing she a says, crop top. Good morning. She says good morning, and I really like that. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's a classic Giselle weirdness, which I love. Yeah. I would probably say something similar. Yeah. Um, Karen mm-hmm. also rocks up and Monique sees her from the window and she's like, oh my God, we got a little top ab. It was a very That's just what we keep hearing. Top ab. Like, what would you call it? Like, it was a little uh, matching sweatsuit. Yeah, it was really cool. I want to try it out. A little bit cropped. Karen's body is snatched. She's got a fucking flat AF stomach. I love that yeah. Monique just keeps being like, her little top ab. I also love app. that she's rocking it. Like, she's just like, I'm going to give things a go, you know? Good time. And she's got to be, like, 60. Yeah. 50? 50, I think. And he's 70. 20 oh, different. 55? Mm, 50. Like that. In any case, I don't Numbers. even wear things like that. I'm pumped for her. Same. Good morning to your top ab. Then, so we're in the car. We've got Giselle. To um, chill In the backseat. Monique yeah. and Karen. They're all riding together. They're kind of chatting about the trip. 
Um, they chat about the fact that Ashley's bringing the little baba. They speculate whether we think it's because Michael doesn't watch the baby ever. Computer says yes. Computer says yes. I think so. Like he's just he's just lazy and I feel like it's not his responsibility in his mind. He's like, mm. it's just Ashley. So yeah, there's kind of a bit of like a kind of a group consensus that Michael's a dick, but I think yeah. everyone knows that. And it's sad because we kind of get the flashbacks to Wendy getting ready for the trip and she's seemingly like pumping around the clock. She has her little newborn baby who's three months old named something, something, something. Cameron. Kamaya. Something, yeah, it's cool. Something. Cammy. I think she got a little Kim Kim or mm. something. She did a little nickname thing. And um, so Wendy's definitely doing her prep work to make sure she doesn't need to bring the baby. So it's kind of that juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. Big word. Oh big God. intention. Go. English <laughs> studies. Of um, Ashley bringing the baby. And then we've got Wendy being like, oh, I can't bring my baby, but I'm going to pump around the motherfucking clock. Yeah. And you know what was great this episode that you pointed out? Mm. The transition music. It was beautiful. Chantel wants to record it and I've never noticed unless this time I don't know why I just noticed that Royal Real Housewives of Potomac music is rocking it was like I can't remember it now but if it played I'd be like yes that is it like going from scene to scene it was just like like that music that all housewives have their own kind of track like yeah um I say Beverly Hills is more like like, <laughs> more strings and, like, a lot more dramatica. What was that again? I, no, I can't. <laughs> but Potomac is more um, light, but there could be trouble looming in the forest, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. Are you saying you more don't upbeat. write the music for more, the transitions? <laughs> more upbeat. Anyways, yeah. you guys yeah. should listen to it and tell us if you think that there yeah. is some good transition music. Um, it's so funny because they rock up at this beautiful lake house, McMansion. There's a bunch of bedrooms. They've even got a little guest house. Which they have to get to via golf buggy. Golf buggy. means, you know, that is a, it's actually like, <laughs> there is another shop where we see it later on in the episode. I just have to point out, sorry, Monique, you can walk to your guest house. Also, I feel like, um, but okay. there's something about every single Real Housewife franchise and a golf buggy. Yeah. Like, they've got to be at least in one episode. Otherwise, Bravo will fucking kick them off the show. Yeah, one episode of a season. It has to happen. And they normally have, like, a cute little, oh, my God, I'll beat you, beat you to the hotel. Even, like, if you think back to Beverly Hills when they went to Dubai and they got, like, golf buggies around the shopping mall, I'm like, okay, are we sponsored by buggies? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the head of Bravo has shares in buggies. Wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. It's, It's... it's a consistent, I would mm, say. Me too. Next to uh, fake lips and yes, fake Botopsies, bodies, yeah. it's golf buggies. Yeah. And then it was so fucking funny to me because the person who rocks up after the initial three ladies is Robin. Yes. So she was on time, question mark? Kendall did point out that she was on time and I was like, what? But that is true. She's always late. Go Robin. She just had her so shit together. Also, she just looks so bloody cool We're with her short hair. Loving Robin at the moment. Yeah, sorry. And then Candace rocks up. Surprise, surprise. She's like, "Hey, bitches, I'm in a car and like it has tinted windows, so you're all gonna like worry Speculate. who's here who's for a that? second. And then I'm gonna come out and be like, it, mm, it's me.' <laughs> I think she does say, "Hey, bitches, 
or something. She's like, I made it, blah. I think as well, I know we just watched this episode after Beverly Hills, but it is so great to point out that, so Candace gets out and she's like, oh my God, guys, didn't get the memo, I'm overdressed because the others are in active wear. Mm. And like, look at Giselle, it's kind of daggy active wear. And daggy, I mean, as in I would wear it and yeah. I have no money. You know? Yeah, but, like it's not like Gucci. And then so you get um Candace coming out. She's like, I didn't get the moment, I was relaxed. It's like, girl, you're wearing jeans and a pretty top. Like it's you're relaxed. Like if she turned up to Beverly Hills, I'd be like, you're so underdressed. But exactly. I love that's that like here. what Denise wears every single episode. And everyone's She's like, oh, right. I know. It's crazy. It's nice just having people rock up though. It gives it more of an authentic feel when you don't have like huge glam squads getting you ready for a chick's weekend. Yeah. Like you just hang out with the gals. Like there's a there's a level of camaraderie to it that I think I don't know. It's the beautiful. Other, yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we've got um Ashley comes with her quote unquote nanny. Okay. So guys, Kendall is really against Eve as a friend because they kind guys, of Eve is not her best friend. So we how do we know this? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it. Like, I've never heard or seen of Eve ever in my life. And then they did refer to her as the nanny before. Then ah. Ashley's like, oh, this is my friend. And then and then Wendy went, because Wendy's really pissed she off at the fact that Ashley brought her baby. And she's like, well, you brought a nanny. And she's like, this is my best friend. And it's like this fucking, I want to say like 40-year-old woman that doesn't would, go to any of the dinners. I would say older than Is 40. not chatting to Ashley about anything fun. It's not like she's like, oh, hey, girl, like, how's it going? Like, like Ashley would have friends that would say that. It's yeah. like, okay, here's the baby. I'm going to dinner. No, fuck. That's not your best friend. That's your nanny. So why did you have to lie about it? Because I just think it's like, oh, it, the stigma around having to bring a nanny for a three-day weekend. Oh, my God. I would have a nanny just myself. Oh, my God. Do you want to come take care of yeah. me? Yes, this is my best friend slash nanny. <laughs> I'm gonna go to dinner. Do you want to like set up my <laughs> set up my? I don't know. Okay, so spontaneous, maybe, maybe not nanny comes in. Um, yeah, we I'm, get a full. Um, this is our first fight between Wendy and Ashley. Yes, like so, the nanny's there, and um, Wendy is really. She, we find out that Wendy is told some way or another, mm. we don't see the footage, that she couldn't bring her baby. Yeah. And I think she's obviously angry at Ashley because Ashley was told she can or somehow the baby's there, whatever happened. But who do we think told Wendy she wouldn't have a baby? She wouldn't have a baby. <laughs> Sorry. She can't have You're a baby. You're not going to have a baby, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have a <laughs> Okay. Couldn't <laughs> Couldn't have a baby at the gals' weekend. I think it was production. Mm, okay. I'm sure they were like, well, Ashley's like a more esteemed so member of the cast. She can probably do what she wants. Whereas Wendy's like brand fucking new. We need her to come to the lake. So it's like how many seasons you get through permits, one infant to girls' weekend. Yeah. And one Eve, friend or not friend or nanny, we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So Monique okay. came after Ashley and that's why Monique also couldn't bring her little baby. But was, Monique got yeah. to bring T'Challa, so there's always a silver lining. Well, T'Challa, just before they get in the fight, oh, T'Challa, in one of the most pure Housewives moments, I think, um, kind of just came for Wendy. Just randomly. It seems like an unprovoked <laughs> attack. This is why I don't like birds. He just looked like he was randomly living his best life and then he was like, ah! and then he just started like flapping so 
so hard towards Wendy and it's so great because the Bravo like literally slowed it down black and white that shit and like, then like put their like pitch down low she's like Whoa. she was like Whoa. and everyone else was like cowering behind the kitchen island like it was just beautiful it was a beautiful moment I mean yeah. I'm petrified for her but it was also beautiful because I felt like Monique in that moment just kind of ran for her bed and was like darling are you okay yeah she was like what did they do to you and poor <laughs> Wendy's like um your brother just randomly flew at me for no reason yeah but I gotta good. say I laughed fucking hysterically at that that Same. was great i did enjoy that i mean then we kind of get into the full ashley and wendy fight and to be honest when ashley and wendy seem to have these arguments i can't really understand either side they're kind of both yelling at each other in nonsensical strings of yes words um but i want to know like whose side you're on like we've got wendy who thinks that a girl's weekend means no baby we've also got ashley who's like well it's my right to bring a child like i'm not i'm being present I think it's weird because Wendy kind of just comes in and doesn't really know the full situation. Like I would never get angry at Ashley straight off because mm. I don't know how Ashley was told she can have a kid there. Like that's not really Ashley's problem. Mm. I don't know. It seems it's like whatever she was told originally. Yeah, it seemed really off the bat angry. And she seemed upset. I'm sure it, it hit a nerve with her that it's like she's away from her kid. She's probably feeling a bit guilty. Definitely. I don't know. Probably just like. Maybe she just wanted everyone to know that it wasn't her choice not to have her baby. Maybe she was feeling like a guilty mom. Yeah, true. Yeah. So they, I think we kind of put a pin in this conversation for now. We get the ladies are getting ready for dinner. Candace takes her a little golf buggy by herself over to the guest cabin where Giselle and Robin are staying. And Candace so obviously like just wants to be friends with Giselle. It's not funny. It's quite painful to watch. Okay, so Candace is like the Din, uh, Dorit to Denise of yes. Potomac. Like, she's just sucking Giselle's, like, just, Clip. she's just, wow, okay, Brandy. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> but no. on her <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. No, like, completely just, it's painful to watch because you're like, Candace is so someone who's like fiery at everyone and like yeah. retaliates off the bat of anything. And now she's like, <laughs> yeah. It's just painful to watch. Yeah. And they go, they do go to this beautiful dinner that's outside. Like, it looks to me like it's a very hot weather in my mind. It's like, you know, I don't know. Midsummer. Midsummer in DC, greater area, which is super hot. They're having this lovely dinner. They've got a private chef. And this is my favorite part about Potomac is that they decide to play this game called the game of curiosity, quote unquote, which is basically yes. just asking like probing <laughs> questions to each other. Yeah. I love that they made it a game. It's like, so you're just asking each other questions without the responsibility. Pretty yeah. Much. Like it's just like, but it's a game. Like I'm going to ask you whatever insensitive question I want. So okay, like, I'll be waiting. Karen asks, oh, you want me to ask you a question? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. whenever you're ready, like anytime I'm, okay. I'm ready. What is it? Um, is, um, what? how mm, what harder than it looks well because it's you, like it's always like a passive aggressive comment about someone wanting to know something about you well you've got the whole game you can ask it any night okay great maybe i'll spontaneously ask we can play it next week yeah let's do it next. <laughs> if you guys want to get to know us a bit more yeah like let us know what questions you want me to ask kendall and put her on the spot i can do that more than happy to actually that's a great idea we yeah. can ask that we'll ask you guys on the instagram what you guys we'll play a game know. of curiosity about just the two of us and you can learn a little bit more about us next week okay great done done but in any case karen asked giselle um how she feels about being with jamal when obviously in the past he's 
cheated on her and been with other women in their marriage, which was obviously a very pressing emotional question. I feel like it's also weird that she asked Giselle because she's not asking Robin when it's the same kind of... I know it's different because Juan and Robin have lived together, but so I can't say in a cool way. The Australians (laughs) don't get the coolness. Like, we're not allowed to say cool names like that. It's just too cool for us. One. One. <laughs> One. One. Um, Don't pick up the phone. You know, it's only kind of because we're drunk and alone. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, where's one in that? Now I get it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Um. So, yeah, she's just flat out asking Giselle because I think she likes to provoke Giselle. And, and Giselle's fine. like, takes it on the chin. She's like, you yeah. know what? That's an annoying question, but it's fine. It's all about forgiveness and I'm just trying to move on. We then get Karen, um, she asks Wendy, because obviously Wendy's word on the street is that Wendy's said a couple times that she doesn't think that Karen has sex with Ray anymore, which I do think is quite... It's valid, but like also who cares? Yeah. Who has sex anymore? God. Exactly. It's COVID. It's called <laughs> social distancing, you guys. I it's called being responsible. Keep to your side of the bed. And um, she's just like, you know... Why do you care about this? How could you talk about my, I think she says like my coochie box. Mm. How can you talk about my coochie box when you don't even know me? And Wendy's a bit like, oh, you know, you've had so many moments where you kind of dismiss me. Like, um, I'm team Wendy on this one because I feel like not about the prime of the sex life. That's weird. But like Karen has been a total bitch to Wendy and Karen has a total I'm the top dog mentality when it comes to this anyone that enters this group. So I'm definitely team Wendy. Totally. And I think that Wendy, she she sort of accepts this comment and she's like, look, like, look, okay, you claim to say that you that I don't really know you and you don't really know me. So let's just park this conversation, get to know each other and we can have dinner and discuss this. Yeah. Um. And then we kind of go back into Ashley and Wendy um, argument 2.0. Ashley. Um, 2.0, but like level 38, you know? It just goes from zero to 100. They yeah. start just yelling at each other. I think that Wendy starts going, check, 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 check. And there's check. this moment that um, Ashley's calling her, walk on Wendy. And she's like, walk on Wendy. She almost makes this song. Walk on Wendy. Like, as the whole conversation's like, they're both having conversations with themselves yeah and they're they're still talking about this the baby whether the baby should have come or they shouldn't have come and whether wendy owes ashley an apology it's a new mum off it's a mum off yeah and wendy calls ashley um uh so ashley says you know what i'm good on wendy mm-hmm. which is like essentially i'm like i don't need to i'm good with you. deal with her yeah. anymore i'm done and wendy says well well ashley's you're a fucking fake bitch I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which I'm, you know what? So far, I know that Wendy's new, but like, this was my like claps for Wendy as a housewife moment. Like, I was like, you go, girl. Like, she's earned her spot at the table of yeah. housewifery. I'm like, you're new, but you're fucking in here like swimwear and you're just getting rowdy. Yeah. Well, okay, true. I like that she's getting into it, but I feel like without this fight, I would still be into her. Like, I still yeah. feel like. She brings a lot. It depends. I feel like a lot on their confessionals and whether or not they're like getting into topics. I feel like the Ashley thing was a bit weird, but I also think they'll eventually be friends, so it's fine. And I, I have a lot of faith in her. Like I'm excited to learn more about mm, her. Same. Like she's someone that I'm not, I don't feel like doesn't, yeah, doesn't deserve to be there. No, and really hot husband and cute kids. Yeah. 
Yes. She's like a little Robin 2.0. Sure. So we get that beautiful blackout screen with the little to be continued text. Next week, the preview, we get a little twerk competition between Ashley and some of the other gang. And then we have this shocking moment. <clears throat> Candace discovers someone texted her saying that one of the baby mamas. Dad is. One of the baby dad is. Seemingly what is a strip club and has a boyfriend. And who was it? Juan. No, I'm just ah. kidding. <laughs> it was Never. Michael. And yeah, long time coming. Yeah. I find it interesting though. Like I'm like, surely you know people know you now, especially in Potomac. Like surely it's not like. I know. He just has no shame. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to get caught or he wants the attention or he's just like, just thinks he's he's just that naive and thinks he won't get caught i don't know interesting times but i am pumped for it we are ready for it we will recap it for you next week we hope you're loving the real housewives of potomac recaps and next we're gonna play some games okay guys so this week we thought we'd play for instead of um guests online we're gonna do our top five at five and this one's a bit of a different one. Maybe it needs a bit more explaining than a simple who's your favorite couple. But um, we're doing our favorite Bravo transformations. So thinking like who either look-wise or personality-wise, who's kind of changed the most over the seasons? Yes. So it could be in a good way. It could be in a bad way. It could be purely physical. It could be from a friendship perspective. In any case, it's just... Transfers. Whatever you want to interpret that, Shantz do you want to do your first number five? Okay, so might not really in an order this week, but here is one. James Kennedy. Ah, I have James Kennedy. Do you well. have him too? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have him as my um, number four. Yeah. I just obviously like it's a huge transformation. Really, huge. only in the last season. Has he kind of changed into someone we can like talk to and kind of like? Right? But even like from the first seasons that he was in VPR, like being like that little scrawny teen yes. who was just hanging off of Kristen, like he didn't really have an identity outside of Kristen. And then he kind of made his own in the show, mm -hmm. became like hated, did his own DJ thing, really was fucking up his life. And now it seems like he's really. He's taking responsibility yeah. for shit. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay. My number five, so my number four was James Kennedy. My number five was Lala Kent. <gasps> I forgot about her, of course. Huge transformation. Like she started out, you know, a little Lala from Utah. She had the shit makeup. Really she weird. hated everyone. Foundation. Everyone thought she was a whore. She like came in really super hot. No one liked her. She like show. told Katie she wanted to get with her like boyfriend. She's trying to fuck Schwartz. Everyone's mad at her for taking her top off. Then she sort of like solidified her relationship with the with the group and like found Rand and it just seems like she's a whole different person since she became sober. Like it yeah. just I feel like since seeing her in the first season to now it's just night and day. Yeah. True. That was my number five. Again another reason why VPR just needs to stop I think. Like we're done. Everyone's done there. It's been fun. They've done their work. Okay. Um another one. This is a bit of weird one hmm. my as i'm explaining but i think it's like quite good Tell me. okay so summer house yeah jordan do you remember him yes okay so for like one whole episode for some reason everyone loved him all the girls were frothing over him at one point Lindsay and what's her friend that's something vanessa 
Oh, um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Fought- the one that hooked up with, that was like ex-girlfriends with um, Carl. Yes. So they are fought over Jordan. How crazy is that? Like to think. That's true. Like originally he came on and everyone was like. He's so hot. And I didn't think he was hot because I could tell he was like a Weasley personality. No offense. Sorry, name is going to annoy me for the rest of my life. I think it starts with a D. Mm. It's my friend. um, Everyone's like shouting right now on their podcast. Nah. Yeah. You guys have to tell me because I can't remember. This is my friend. Anyway, he just totally a loser. So I just like thought that would be a fun one to throw in because it was like a seasonal transition and really, really just strange. Yes, that was a great one. I love it. Beautiful interpretation of the theme. So my number four was James Kennedy. Okay, yeah. My number three was Stassi Schroeder. Yeah. I've done like a lot. I feel like VPR was like my king of transformations. Like you I mean, start off. She transformed. But I mean, you got Stassi season one. Like you didn't watch Stassi season one. I know, but do you think she's just more PC now? Nah, I reckon she's totally changed. Like. Her, she used to be like, I mean, she's still a bitch, but like she was a massive just asshole of a human, like totally manipulative, like didn't give a fuck about anything or anyone when she first started. And then I'd say she definitely had a transformation to become more empathetic. I'm not sold. I still think she was kind of a bitch to Kristen. I mean, she's not amazing. The transformation's not complete. <laughs> it's a meaning one. I would say. And then even physically, I think she looks different. Oh yeah, totally. For sure. Okay, so my next three three is Kim Richards. Oh, Kimmy! Like, what a transformation from the, you know, those scenes where we saw her where she was clearly drunk and now she's just, and you kind of see her over the years, like, she's just amazing. What an inspiration, Kimmy. She really has done a lot. Even the nose job itself, I think, is transformation enough. No, not that I really noticed it. Remember when she was like, I am having a baby. I'm going to have a baby. (laughs) have a baby <laughs> i do remember that and yeah she's come so, she's far. Come so far she's realized that she wasn't gonna have a baby and she was in menopause who's your number two it was kim richards oh, i totally forgot yes kim richards <laughs> is my number two okay i was gonna say she's quite a good one yeah she's great okay my number two is bethany frankel oh yeah yeah from a jawline perspective yeah but also just from like she was like I love, um, the other day I watched the throwback of um, Beverly Hills where we saw her and Kim Richards' friendship from like 25 years oh. ago. Um, and if you think Such back to like faces. the first season of Roni, she would just had not a little apartment in Manhattan. Like to have an apartment in Manhattan. Hatton is amazing, obviously, but compared to all the others, yeah. like she was just such a hustler. Yeah. And she was like hustling all these like shitty products at like this like um supermarket and no one wanted any free samples. And like look at her. Yeah, her career is really transformed. Yeah, she was probably I would say the smartest housewife as her and Lisa Vanderpump, as far as Yeah, like, they're both probably the most successful ones who've done yeah. built their own franchises off of the yeah. back of their success. Totally. My number one was another VPR member. I just was loving the VPRs. It's Katie Maloney. Yeah, true. Just from Katie back in the day, like in the first couple seasons, she was just like unrecognizable. Like if I were to watch, you know, the first couple seasons and then now I would have had no idea that that was the same person. Like Mm. not even like, I think, yeah, from a physical perspective, not to say she looks bad at all now. I think she looks gorgeous all the time. 
but I think she does look totally different. Like her hair is long. I don't know. Totally there's something. Different. She just looks totally different. Her attitude is totally different. Like she definitely is much more sassy than she used to be. I just think like even the way that she speaks and presents herself is just totally different. So like I would just say that if I was a new viewer and I saw one episode from then and I saw another episode from now, I would be like, I have no idea who that person is. I feel like as well, she used to be such a follower. Now she's just like her a own leader. Person. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number one is a physical transformation. Ooh. Brandy Glanville. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. She's had a really hard time, hasn't she? I just like, I think back or whenever I see like a flashback to an old episode, she was obviously age is a thing. So it makes sense. I mean, it's probably been like, she's probably been on the show for like six or seven years now. Yeah. And, like, she just was younger, but, like, the work she's had done, even from last season when she first met Denise and we saw them, like, having tequila together, she looked fine. Like, she looked obviously, like, yeah, she'd aged years, but, like, not, like, it was still her. Now I'm, like, I feel bad for her. I just want someone to be, like, stop. You were so gorgeous. Just stop with the fillers. I know. Something was fucked up with their face. They're our transformations. Well, I feel like next week we should do our top five favorite pets of Bravo. Yeah, that's... Because there's a lot going on. I know we spoke a lot about T'Challa. T'Challa is not on my list. T'Challa and the scary birdness. We've got Sonia, I know, has had multiple dogs or she's had multiple dog funerals for. I think even in Shahs of Sunset, there was a dog that um, one of the characters... MJ put in her freezer after he passed away. Yeah, selling um, raw. what is that New York listing? That weird guy's first few seasons yeah. gets like a like a snake. Yeah, there's it's, plenty of Bravo animals. Think about them. Don't need to be like the dog or animal that you wish that you had. It could just be one that you just fucking loved watching. Yeah, how did it make you feel? And otherwise. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Yeah, if you want to follow us, please do it on at Obrava the podcast. And don't forget to send in your questions so I can make Kendall feel weird next week. Yes, we want you guys to ask us weird questions about ourselves so that we can ask each other and you guys can feel less awkward than we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>